It's a big one. It is it's a huge gonna, one. It's going to be a long. I feel show. like this. I feel like the entirety of this pod, the six episodes, have been leading up to this one episode, and then we should never do an episode again. <laughs> That's the weight I'm putting on this episode. I see. Anyway, we'll see. All right, let's kick it off with a big size eleven boot. <laughs> <laughs> Hiya. You're right. Ah, oh, I'm good, man. I've woken up after last week's episode where I had the had the energy of a small pebble. You were running on. You weren't running on those Duracell batteries. You were on some cheap knockoff brand. Yeah. You know when you eat loads and loads of bread, like a whole loaf of bread, and and you you just feel more stodged than human. That's just what my basically <laughs> instead of a brain, I had a loaf of Hovis. Oh. Oh. Episode seven, baby. We're there. It's a big We're one. We're there. It's ha- it's all happened. What are we doing today, Mark? What's on today's episode? On today's show, the n- 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 news. And then, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. we're going to skip most of the pleasantries this week so we can get onto the main uh, meat of the podcast, which is the Xbox Series X Games Showcase. Who needs to be pleasant? We're just going to be up in your grill, offensive and here with an attitude. Absolutely right. That means sorry if you mailed in. Yeah. Sorry if you've got a top 10. Yeah. We just haven't got time this week. There's too much sweet, sweet news and Xbox gaming uh, stuff. Juice. Juice to get through. Let's squeeze out the green juice. Uh, let's just let's get into it. Let's get onto the news. The what? How's it spelled? N E W S. And news. Oh, horrible. First up on the news doc, Mark, we've got some more tidbits about. We seem to. This is becoming a Rogue Legacy Two podcast, isn't it? No, the reason I the re I wouldn't normally dedicate so much news to one game, but the problem is, is that I kept feeding out little bits that kept coming out, and I feel like if I don't follow up, I'm not doing you, the listener, justice to give you the update on it. So yeah. I know Rogue Legacy 2 is not the biggest game in the world. Not everyone's excited for it. I'm looking forward to it, but like for some reason it's just become a big thing. Anyway, we'll crack through. I, I really <laughs> hope there's at least one listener that cares about Rogue Legacy at this point. <laughs> I think it's just me. Uh, anyway, we'll crack on just through this one piece of news very quickly. Uh, okay. The release date, unfortunately, has been delayed to the 18th of August due to, I quote, unforeseen hiccups in development. Uh, and they say, while stabilising the game for launch, we've run into some minor setbacks. But more importantly, some features got so close to completion that we just absolutely had to see them through. This means more content, more stability and more bang for your buck come launch day. So fair enough. It's a classic thing of a mixture of bugs, but also we just it might as well be as good as it can can be when we release i would much rather have a good full complete game on launch day than have to wait a week for a patch or where whatever it may be you know if the if the slight delay is going to make the game better who, who makes rogue legacy do you know off the top of your head cellador games uh, if you want some of their back catalog they made a game called i have one day villainous don't shit your pants my <laughs> my first You're making these up right <laughs> no uh, my first quantum translocator bullet odyssey uh, Band of Bears, Full Metal Furies. There's, there's loads of weird games. Loads oh, okay. of just weird. So Rogue Legacy seems to be their best best or biggest game to date. Oh, oh big time. Big game. Okay, brill. So that's going to be coming, uh, well, currently 
August uh, 18th, which isn't actually that far away. It's not too far um, away. The game would be out by now if it weren't for that, but it's fine. Okay, fair dues. Um, next up, Square Enix wants to know more about how people played Final Fantasy VII Remake with two surveys that you can take part in on the Final Fantasy Portal app Portal app on <laughs> mo- mobile devices. <laughs> Square apparently wants to know your dialogue choices, the outfits your character was wearing during the Don Corneo's Bride audition, your favourite materia and favourite abilities for each other. I'm not sure why they want to know this. Um, but yeah, favourite abilities for each character, favourite materia. I don't really know. I don't know whether it's something leading up to episode two. And they want to refine some aspects of it. I, I mean, I assume I assume that's all part of it. And it's nice that they're in, they're kind of reaching out to the community that played it, if that's going to help them build uh, the the next part in it. Um, I mean, it's one it's one of those kind of double edged swords where it's really nice that um, they are reaching out to the community, but also you kind of want to have a bit of faith in them to make a good game without without the community's feedback. It's still a game that I wish I could have played. Maybe one day I will be able to play it. Hot, fresh, off the press, happening as we're talking right now. Um, Cuphead is coming to PlayStation 4 today, and today is the 28th of July. Um, so if, you, if you're if you a PS4 owner that's been like liking the look of Cuphead but not been able to play it, don't worry. Uh, Xbox are losing more of their IPs and dropping them off, dropping them off at the other pools. Um, so, if you want to play Cuphead on PC, Xbox, Switch, or PlayStation Four, you can do uh, because it's come to PS4 today, the twenty eighth. Um, the last bit of news is Bioware um, has confirmed that they're doing a new Dragon Age game that is currently in development. Uh, Mark Dara uh, or at Bio. Mark Dara on Twitter says, I realise that most of you are here for Dragon Age news and there hasn't been a lot of it lately. Let me just run down some of those things I can say. Uh, Number one, we are working on the next Dragon Age. Good, thanks for clearing that up. Number two, yes, we are working from home. Number three, working from home is harder. Okay. And number four, we are making progress. So it's pretty thin. (laughs) To be honest, <laughs> that is that is thin. The 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 uh, updates think, are basically <laughs> yes, we're still working on it, and it's hard. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the, all those four points just sort of the same say the same thing, really. Yes, we're, we're having a hard time. We're making Dragon Age. Um, I wasn't a fan of Dragon Age. Uh, apparently, the story is is fairly well written, and they did a good job. So good for them. I always thought the gameplay was weirdly stunted, and the characters felt very stunted. And I had the same I experience. Going from Mass Effect to that, and I was kind of had high hopes for it, and also Dragon Age Inquisition had a lot of people telling me I should play it. I, I did give it a good go because I think it I think it was free for a little while, and I gave it a crack. Yeah, just didn't just didn't really didn't really click with me. Sadly, I would love it of two. Uh, I would love ha- I would <laughs> I wish I'd liked it, but um, I just did just didn't work out. Yeah, same. So if you do like Dragon Age, don't fret. Indeed. Uh, and just, just another quick news thing, Mark. Apparently a lot of people have started, have kind of had some behind closed doors uh, demo playthroughs of the new Crash game, Crash 4, and there's been some very positive feedback about it. People are really That's liking good. it. Oh, good. That's good so to hear. For all our Crash fans, that, that and I know we've covered Crash in the past, uh, it seems to be going down very, very nicely and, and does feel like a true Crash 4. So obviously there's the, still the issue with the redesign that you weren't too happy about. But um, I wasn't it, I wasn't keen. But I you mean, weren't there's jazzed. Been a, yeah, it's gotten pretty fiery on Twitter with people saying, get over it, 
but like, <laughs> I mean, if 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 no one had an opinion, then there'd be no discussion to have. So like, True. it's it's good to have discussion and polite disagreement. Um, yeah, I mean, it it, it, it looks okay. I, I, the thing is, is that if if again, I mean, you said this yourself. If the gameplay is good, do you think it matters? And I said, hey, if the gameplay is good, maybe not. And everyone seems to be enjoying it. So cool, you know. Let's find out. I wait with bated breath. So we've moved on to the main course. Here it is. The Xbox Series X. Well, no, it wasn't the Xbox Series X. It was the Xbox Studios Game Showcase. Firstly, what are your overall thoughts? How was it? Open the floodgates. Let's let's start with you. Start with me. I mean, well, I mean, well, just because I think it's kind of your your baby it's yeah. the one you you've been really looking forward to yeah. um you know leading up to the PlayStation 5 um showcase the the only text i saw from you is are you watching it yeah <laughs> um whereas 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 leading up to this there was a load of uh, things saying come on boys get the beers yeah. in it's xbox yeah. time so you're clearly up yeah, to this yeah you could tell there's a lot, yeah i i i'm there's a lot of lead up yeah so I'm, I think, I'm somewhat um, biased towards towards one of them and was definitely i was definitely <laughs> i think i think it's more that yeah, I had a lot of expectations and the fear of being let down and all that kind of thing. Okay, well, what I would say the first thing that is 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 now eminently clear is from everything that they are saying in their marketing and everything they said during that, they are they are really running a different kind of race. And whether or not they've done that totally by choice or they are doing it uh, because they think it's the best thing to do. I don't know. Or they've just backed themselves into this corner. Um, their, their, their kind of main selling point is the user experience. And they, you know, the fact that every game in that showcase was, will be coming to Game Pass day one when it's out. That is, you know, something that they re- really, really want to drive home. Um, so that makes it quite difficult to really fully compare it to the PlayStation 1. I would say that the PlayStation 1 was better for a good few reasons. But Xbox did some really, really good stuff in this showcase. I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by the amount of new IP that they showed off. I think something that PlayStation did uh, well was kind of show old IP or new, new, uh, new games in series and that coming out or remakes of things like dark um not dark souls what's the game what is it uh demon souls demon souls um things like that but i do think xbox did really well showing off some some new ip um i i i got a few announcements that i was quite excited about i would have liked some more gameplay i would have liked some more examples of them showing off the quote most powerful console of all time. I think we didn't really get a sense of that. So I think I was let mm. let down somewhat by that. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> quite considerably. Yeah, they 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 needed to show more gameplay. I didn't really get why they didn't do that considering they've already, you know, their console's going to be coming out in November. Um it's, uh, that that baffled me slightly. Uh I was let down and there were a good few games that I wanted to see more of but didn't see anything from but there were a lot of games in there that I am excited about. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk more in depth about the the games, individual games, as we're kind of going through it piece by piece. But hmm. I would probably give the overall show something like a B minus if I were to score it in academic terms. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, so what what does that make the Sony one? So well, pro- probably like a a B plus. I'd, I'd say Sony. Uh, I I'd, I don't think either of them were excellent. I would say Sony had like better games to show off, but no huge like the only huge like wow announcement from that was maybe Demon Souls. I, I would say for me, uh, the, a lot of the mm. games that they showed off, I was just like I don't don't really care about this. Um, like that fucking one where you're a cat and shit like that. Um, but um, <laughs> but they did have some titles that were obviously really exciting for a lot of people like Horizon. Um, and obviously, yeah, the Mars Morales one did get me excited, but there weren't many things that, and the same with Xbox, that made me think I'm going to need to get a PlayStation for that. But I'm sure those announcements will come further down the line. Mm. So yeah, so I'd say that as a whole, the Sony conference probably was a better conference as a whole. Um, but there were some good things in in this one, but I probably just didn't get out of it exactly what I wanted, I would say. Mm. So how about you? The, the, I think in terms of an edited piece, yeah, it was very well done. And it was actually exactly how you predicted it would be in terms of world premiere. Yeah. You even did that voice yeah. and they literally had that yeah, halo yeah, guy that, doing that voice. So yeah, you, that's their you, thing. You smashed that out of the park. Like as a, in terms of a thing that they put together, it was, it was completely fine. Oh dear! I think basically what we've ended up with is the worst case scenario, and by that I mean it wasn't a disaster. Yeah, and it wasn't very good. Yeah. So what we've got now is this thing in the middle of: Am I staying with Xbox? Yeah. Do I want an Xbox? Which is just the worst case yeah. scenario. Yeah. You either. I think we either needed it to be bloody awful yeah. to the point where it was like well i'm clearly not buying an xbox they're out yeah. see you microsoft or just like really like look at this ip look at this ip look how good halo looks look how good this looks and we would have been like oh we've got a fight on it's yes. a competition yeah, yeah, yeah. we we don't have that no. but um, I, I like i said so, i wonder how, like how much is that xbox don't want a fight or is it more that they can't fight i don't i don't know what that i don't know what the answer to that question is i think I think a lot of it is, yeah, they probably don't have the it, games it, to be like, yeah, well, you you like them? Well, look what we've got. Like, they just don't have that, which is, which for me yeah. still is the biggest problem. Um, but I do think they, sorry, I'm, I'm stepping on your, your ground here, but I do think they had some, which we'll get onto, some games that I do think people will look over from the PS5 side and think, ah, I do want to play that. Mm. But yeah, carry on. Uh, well, I basically, I basically think it's a mixed bag and that it wasn't very good. I think a lot of their announcements were incredibly antiquated. A lot of them are already available on other platforms, so they're not actually exclusives. I'm pretty sure the majority of stuff we saw for PS5 were exclusive with like potential for some of them going to PC, which is a classic thing that happens. So Horizon Forbidden West, who knows if that will come to PC in a year or yeah. five years? Who knows? And the same thing with um, Hitman might come. Resident Evil Village is probably... Yeah, they'll, they'll, everywhere. Both of them will definitely be cross-platform, and I think the um, one made by the Godfall, as yeah, well. Godfall will come cross-platform as well. Whereas everything else appears to be um, PS5, and I feel like with with their showcase, we at least knew when we were going down the list where these games were were available and who which ones were available only on PS5. So you got a sense of like there was a real sense of ownership and kind of you're in the you're, you're watching the PS5 event. This is our stuff. Whereas in this event, it was kind of like 
don't mention that this is already out on Steam or don't mention this game came out five years ago. There's a lot of that going on. So a, f- a few of the announcements were just absolute filler. Um, again, we're going to go through this point by point, but there was there was like Destiny 2 stuff. Like if you were going to play Destiny 2, you've already tried it and you know whether you want to play it or like it. Ori Will of the Wisps, if you want to play it at 120 FPS 4K, have a PC, you can already do that. Why are they... It's an old game, more stuff for Outer Worlds. So there's a lot of filler of old stuff that's already out. And like, yes, it's nice to see updated things and, and, you know, things coming forward and that they're playable on the system. But what I saw, what I'm seeing, if I'm doing a comparison, is PS5 saying, this is all new stuff. Uh, The majority of this is all PS5 stuff. There you go. And with this, I'm seeing, oh, here's some stuff we're bringing forward. Uh, Fill up the time, fill up the time. And then... A couple of surprises, which we'll get onto, which is actually very positive. The thing that that I always thought about this showcase is the fact that if they're going to go toe-to-toe with PS5 on games, unless they did have, which they didn't, loads of new IPs that look really strong, a really strong Halo game coming out, which they don't, we'll talk about that, then they will lose. And that's what they did. Xbox's strongest thing is their services. I've said this in the past. They're very consistent. Their strongest thing is their online services, uh, their package deal with their their gold and premium services and all that sort of thing, and the streaming stuff that's coming forward. It's always been their strongest thing. But instead, they just decided it's the game showcase, and we're gonna we're gonna try and box with Sony, and it's but, failed. But that's, in my opinion, but I think that's where I potentially disagree. In that, I don't think I think the point of this was to be like we've got tw- every game you see here, you will get as part of your um, subscription. And I think that for me was mm. one of their main things that they were saying that like day one when this game comes out, you'll get it as part of your subscription, which I think is pretty pretty great. Um, so and I, and I don't, no I think that's and, a, and they I, have, I agree with that that's incredible. Yeah. So as it, and I think a lot a lot of their publicity coming up to this has been saying listen we don't really we don't really see a console war. I, I think it's hard because I think a lot of it is convenient that they're saying this where whereas people can say they're just saying that oh, because massively. they're losing. But they they're saying that their main rivals are like um Amazon and Google because of streaming software and that kind of thing and they just they just want to provide a a service that's what well they're they're saying that because they can beat them because google stadia exactly. is trash well exactly exactly um and amazon amazon are very new and therefore haven't got a haven't really got a place in which to stand so they can easily say well you know we're going against these two guys because yeah. we can batter them yeah so so yeah i i i disagree that, that that's the point no but as I in, but that's, that's as in sorry that is what phil spencer is saying necessarily if it's right to say that i don't know um, I'm just saying what he's saying. I, th- I, I do. The, I do. The other thing, well, I was going to say the the other problem um, that that I forgot to mention was the fact that a lot of these games are actually, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but they're actually cross gen. So again, it's but that's uh, I, I hate that's, to keep, keep bring up the PS5 that's a selling thing. point for them as well though. Right, I think it's bots. okay. So that but as in like whether you think it's right or wrong, a lot of what they're saying is you can. You said this yourself, Bellum, in a previous in a previous podcast. If you if you're going to make a game 
for your new console, make a game for your console that's new. You said it for Miles Morales, and we we totally agree. Yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. didn't want to see some weird antiquated thing no, that no, was no. like, is this previous gen? And all basically, a lot of these games are just like this weird in between thing, and I don't really know why they're doing so that. The, the, they really, but the thing they really should have the strength to say like, no, we're building this for next gen, and if you want to play it, you got to get yourself a PC or an Xbox yes. that can play it. So that is literally the opposite of what they're trying to say there. They're they're thinking can. Again, this I don't think this is right. I'm just I just know their what they're saying very well because I've been watching a lot of it. Like they're mm. all about the consumer and they're putting the consumer first and saying, okay, you can't afford to get a, uh, an Xbox Series X. We're going to let you play it on an Xbox One. You can also play it on a PC. We're going to let you play these games wherever you want to play them. That is very much at the forefront of their thinking. I don't necessarily think it's right, but what they're doing is they're saying. We we don't believe in exclusives anymore. We don't believe that you have to get the next gen console to be able to play the game. <laughs> but that's literally what they said. So like, uh, yeah. yeah, because they can't compete. I think I think the I think the biggest if if they were really thinking about the consumer and they don't care about exclusives anymore, what they would do is they would put all their money into just developing games and IPs for yeah. PlayStation Five and PC, and just which is up. what I think there was rumours of them doing that for quite a while. It's it, the the, yeah. the main the main issue that they've put given themselves is who now wants to get an Xbox Series X. I think the thing that I've taken away yeah. from this showcase is cool, there's a lot of games I'm really interested in. Has it made me want to get an Xbox mm. Series X? No. But there's a lot of games that I really like the look of. So that they've put them, they've backed themselves in this quite weird corner where, yeah, it's really consumer forward and consumer thinking in terms of like, you don't have to get an Xbox Series X. You, you can have this game. You can have part of this amazing subscription package where you'll get all of these games for way less money than you would if you bought them individually. That That is all absolutely amazing to me. And I think I say thumbs up to that. I think I think they're better than PS5 in that sense. However, as a console, I, I have no need to get an Xbox Series X other than if I wanted to play something at super high fidelity, you know, high resolution, high frame rate, quicker loading times. If I, I would do that, but it's not something I care about as much, to be honest. So I'm not going to get mm. an Xbox Series X for a long while, probably until I until it's cheaper and I, you know. But you are right. They are they are in a weird place in the middle where it's like it wasn't shocking, but it wasn't good enough to make you think oh blimey yeah right, exactly okay. how, how am i gonna fit this into my budget i want a series x man you know not at all i mean i'm I, again i'm in that weird pc place where it's like do i even need or want a yeah. console um i could have been convinced to get either one of these depending on their showcase and i'm in i'm in the same p- position i was before it came out where i've got plenty of stuff to play i'm all right i don't really want or need either yeah um the, the, but the draw for PlayStation 5 for me is always, it's the same draw for you if you wanted to get one, is, well, actually, I didn't play that Spider-Man game. I didn't play Shadow of the Colossus and all these other things. And, you know, I'd be going there to to take a look at their back catalogue and then see what they bring forward uh, in the new gen. But with Xbox, they've given me nothing that I would want to buy yeah. one for, especially being a PC well, owner, because a lot of these well, they, games are available yeah, on PC. I mean, pretty well, everything that they say is coming to Game Pass, so all of the games will be coming to PC. So it's just like, why, well, why... Why would you get one? Before we go through the thing list by list, thing yep. by thing, uh, how terrible were our predictions? How did we do? Um, I think we did. As in, I think we they just didn't say things that we wanted them to say, but actually the things that we said, <laughs> a lot of the things we said did end up in there. Um, obviously, there was no perfect dark or anything like that. No. Um, and I had, a, I had a, a separate 
bet on Splinter Cell, and you said another game that didn't. I forgot yeah, what I it was. But it was another thing that you perfect dark as yeah. well. But yeah, but the actual predictions from the show, I was saying, would they do some sort of UI sneaky thing? And they almost did. They had Halo Infinite sat he on had the to menu. Press start. Um, and he had to press start, but it doesn't count no, as far as I'm no. concerned. So I'll, I'll I'll take that off the list. But one you smashed was, uh, as I said earlier, they, they did use the Master Chief yeah. voice and did the world premiere yeah. and all this sort of thing. So that was great. Uh, we, we both predicted Halo. Yeah. We knew that was coming. It yeah. wasn't a difficult yeah, yeah. prediction. Uh, we knew there'd be Forza. Forza. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Fable. I'm trying to think if there's anything else specific. Well, I mentioned Hellblade too, but we'll we'll get we'll get to that when we when we get there. Um, mm. No, I don't. No, I don't. I, I think I think I think our predictions are a bit a bit weak. Yeah, but again, weak. it we but just didn't know what to. We don't know what Xbox what are all about. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what I will say is that there's I think there's five studios, Xbox, get well, Microsoft Game Studios that didn't show anything. Um, so there's still yeah. time in case, you know, maybe our predictions will come true eventually. Uh, mm. We shall see. Pre-show reveals. What was this about? What was this pre-show? So they had basically, uh, they had like an hour with Jeff Keighley, who is a games games guy who runs the Games Awards oh, yeah. every year. And he's basically been massively involved with all of the kind of showcase mm. events this year. Um, they had an hour with him just revealing some stuff, uh, just some smaller bits and bobs. Um, and he had some guests on there chatting about them. First of which, Dragon Quest XI coming to Xbox and Game Pass in December. So Dragon Quest hasn't been on a, an Xbox console yet. So anyone who is interested in that, get on it. Uh, I've never played a Dragon Quest game. Our friend Jiggy says to to, to give him a go because he loves yeah. them. But I've never, never I wanted to. I keep meaning to play Eleven because it does look great. It's been on PC for a while. Uh, it came to Switch not that long ago. Um, but yeah, just never yep. picked it up. I, I think it's because I'm, I've just, I've just not been in the market for a big Japanese RPG, really. So one day, no. one day I will. Yeah, but not yet. It also just looks a little bit too kiddie for me. Like if I'm doing a kiddie RPG, I want to do Pokemon. I'm not really that interested well, the, in, the, in in this. One of the art directors behind it is the same guy that does Dragon Ball um, and Dragon Ball Z. Yes, it. Do, I mean, it looks a lot like my, Dragon Ball. My friend described um, it as in terms of playing Japanese RPGs. Um, a lot of them can feel very intimidating or a bit weird or like you don't know where what direction it's going to take. Apparently, this one just feels like a big warm hug. It's everything you'd want from a JRPG. Okay. Um, so if you just... Hey, you, you know, know what? If it comes to Game Pass... Well, I know it's coming to Game Pass in December. I'll definitely give it a go. That's the beauty of Game Pass, Mark. It's like I'm, bo- I'm just borrowing it. Here you go. Play it for a bit. <laughs> oh, I'll delete it. Um, <laughs> which is something I've done quite a lot. <laughs> what's, this, uh, what's this next one that I'm not going to try and pronounce? Okay, so Echo, Echo Generation from Coco oh, Cucumber, okay. or as um, someone online called it, Cucumber, um, <laughs> is uh, it, it, which I thought actually looked really, really cool. It's like this weird Stranger Things. So it's like 80s kids wandering around, like like the show Stranger Things, um, with some RPG turn-based combat, combat with cards involved. And uh, the kind of graphical style looks like it's made out of Lego. I thought it looked really cool. It looked like my kind of game. I like card-based RPG games. I really liked Slay the Spire on Switch. Really enjoyed that. So looked like a fun game. Yeah, graphically, um, graphically it looks yeah. really nice, actually. Yeah, it's just a really fun but style. I, I'm, I'm card-gamed out and probably won't be playing that, but it looks okay. That's all right, mate. Hello, neighbour. Hello, neighbour. <laughs> Two. Um, 
and that was that was a a big game for like streamers. I saw a lot of streamers playing Hello Neighbor One, uh, and yeah, it looks uh, it looks like more of the same, but oh, very creepy. Not only there's a creepy bird man in it, and oh, oh. yeah, I've, I've, that's on Game Pass as well. Hello Neighbor and Secret Neighbor, and I should give that a go because it does just look fun and a little bit creepy. And then they showed this big montage of indie games, the Idea Xbox program. And this is something that I think they do. I mean, PlayStation do it as well. They showed off a lot of really great indie-looking games in their showcase. And here, there's really, really cool uh, games in their little montage of indie games. We'd be here all day if we went through that. So, Yeah, so we're not going to go through it, but there was a lot of really nice mm. ones. And then the last thing was, <laughs> was a funny and weird one. So basically, the creators... Some of the creators of Sonic the Hedgehog and Knights, which is another kind of platformer game that people might yeah. remember, uh, have started a new company called the Balan Company, and they are sort of within the Square Enix family of companies. And they announced their first game called Balan Wonderland. <laughs> and it looks a bit crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> action is driven by the costumes you wear. It's just a collectathon platformer, uh, is, is, is yeah. what we've written as a synopsis. Did you see? Have you seen anything from it? Have you? Did no, you see anything? only that for some reason it was in the Xbox X Game Showcase, and then it was immediately available on the Switch Store, which just baffles me. Well, it's but it's always the way. Like it's like um, uh, the Destiny games always used to get showed off in the play. Basically. The Xbox or PlayStation will just pay people a load of money to be like, oh, can we can we show it off at our mm. conference? It's been going on at E3 for years. It's just weird. Um, but yeah, this looks this looks strange. Just, just um, looks, I just thought it just looked like make it as weird as possible. Uh, put a playing card there. Put um, a horse on top of that tree, and that'll be weird. And it's like yeah. it's just not yeah. how you do weird and it it just looked like a really early xbox 360 or even like ps2 game yeah it just, it just didn't look very great it just didn't look modern nope. in any way um so anyway so that all, all of that happened they got that out of the way the pre-show stuff and then we went into the main showcase we had a countdown and then a second countdown we had a countdown and then another <laughs> countdown yeah two countdowns uh, you know, just in case the first countdown didn't get you excited enough. In case you, you weren't quite enough. ready and you needed that extra 10 seconds yeah. just to... Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Put on another one. Um, so we got into it and it started with a cinematic. Uh, it was basically showing you building how they build the Master Chief armor. It all looked really, really nice. And there was a voiceover and it was all building hype. And I was like, yeah, boy, I'm ready for some Halo universe, baby. Because I, f- oh, I love the Halo universe. Anyway, so then we got into... I, th- I thought this was so bold starting with the Halo thing. We both said this. Yeah, because I think it is very I th- bold. I guess the reason they did it is because everyone knew Halo was going to be in it. If they'd waited too yeah. long, it would have built up a load of hype for it and it would have been a di- big disappointment. Yeah. So just get the disappointment out of the way yeah. straight away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get Halo out yeah. of the way as quickly as possible. Yeah, exactly. But no, the, the cinematic so, was fine. It was just a slight hype building thing. Uh, it, it was it was okay. Yeah. And then we launched into yeah. uh, the game. Uh, and yeah. oh, I, do you want to start? Yeah, so... Well, what when I was when I was watching them play it, I was like, "This looks like Halo. This looks to me like the Halo that I want to mm. be playing." It looked like just fun, 
you know, that kind of sandboxy, just doing fun stuff that I remember when I first played Combat Evolved way back in the day, like getting into a warthog, leaping off a ramp, doing stupid stuff. Um, it, ha- it had that vibe, popping grunts with headshots, like colourful, all that kind of vibe. And while I was watching it, I was thinking, yeah, no, this this is good. I mean, it looks like Halo. And that is something that I think they uh, 343 needed to do. They needed they need to go back to Halo that everybody knows and loves that Bungie made. And they did that, but sadly, in more ways than one, as... They've gone too far back. They've gone they've back gone to 2004. Yeah. It, it, weirdly, I mean... I mean, they've said they've said some stuff since, like they're going to update the visit. That was an old build. There's going to be updated visuals. The graphics are going to look way better. But it was just all so flat and blocky and lifeless. Like the textures were terrible. It was like matte yeah. paint on a brick wall. It was just really, really odd. Very odd. Re- really pasty. And like strangely yeah. colourful, but not in an enchanting way. Yeah, exactly. Um, really strangely colourful. really colorful. weird, flat way. And there were these cliffs that had this like hexagonal thing that were going on that just didn't work for me. It looked like no, Minecraft. No. So it just yep. had this really weird vibe. Like graphically and visually just looked odd. Really, yeah. really odd. The, Have you seen the close-up of Craig, the grunt? I'm guessing, not, not, not yeah, grunt, yeah, Bruce. Yeah. Yes, excellent it's, names. It, it's just appalling, and the ships look really bad. Yeah, the also the lip sync is just crap, and also the the French slash Arabic guy at the start has weirdly small hands, which is a bit creepy. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything everything to do with it graphically and visually is just poor, uh, as in genuinely poor. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Just I, I, not next gen vibes at all. I can't. I mean, they haven't even said anything along the lines of. Oh, but it's like it's like an open world sandbox vibe. The game, like they've said that it's huge. Like apparently, the world is as big as the last two games put together. Mm. So, like you, you get when that kind of thing. When you know that, you get away with stuff. You get away with a little bit because it's a huge world. But if you look at Red 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 Dead Red Dead Redemption <laughs> Two, even even if you look at GTA Five, which is now like ten years old. Mm. Those games are huge and they look miles better than this demo did. Yeah. Um, it's just bizarre. And like you said, to start off the conference with that after over a year of hyping this is the most powerful. I mean, apparently it was running on PC, which is doubly bizarre. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just like, I just don't get it. Like, like I said, on a positive note, some of the gameplay stuff I thought looked really fun. It had a nice vibe to it. If that, if graphically that had been in, like what we all wanted, I probably would have come away from that being like, yeah, I'm up for it. I wouldn't have been like, oh shit, yeah. Oh, Halo yeah. Infinite. We didn't see enough gameplay to really get a grasp of it. What we did see is that the gameplay very much just looks like Halo 2, Halo 3. And that's yeah. kind of okay. That's fine because those, yes. those, those games were fun and there's nothing wrong with it. But there's also no innovation. Their innovation just seemed to be you got a grappling hook and it's like great i can play apex legends yeah, if i want yeah, a grappling yeah. hook <laughs> yeah you said you said i really hope they don't make it open world there's a lot of open world fatigue and that's yeah. exactly what they've gone ahead and done they, yeah. they seem to think that innovation is just like st- strapping a gadget on you and making it open world and as yeah. dan said we're all a little bit bored of following waypoint markers and going to point a and then yeah oh there's an exclamation point over there i better go do that so I'm hoping that the open world, if it is open world, 
that they've actually innovated in some way and it's i don't know breath of the wildy in the way it lets you approach going out into the world and doing stuff yeah so do i i really hope so if it's just loads of point markers i ain't got time for that no that's going to be boring i mean from the way you like sort of step out of the spaceship and and you just kind of stepped out and you could just choose where you wanted to go. There was a little bit of, of that cool kind of like non-handholdy vibe, but... Well, not yeah, really. I, I mean, Halo Reach had had the same mission. It literally had the same mission at the start of Halo Reach where it's like, it said something, I can't remember what the two points were, but there's there's like a fork in the road in one of the early missions and the and they're like, go take out the AA gun or go press this button to open the gate or something. Yeah, and, no, definitely. And... Essentially, the Halo Infinite starts in pretty much exactly the same way it goes. He, uh, Master Chief's like, this, I counted three AA guns. You stay in the ship and then we'll deal with your thing. Yes. So basically, it's the illusion of choice. You've got three AA guns to deal with. Pick an AA gun and do them in whichever order you want. Yeah. That's not no, choice. Did, That's it, not open world. It did. It, yeah, you're right. I guess, I guess what I'm hoping is that you step out of the ship and what you can actually do is turn around and go the complete opposite direction and go just you know go and do whatever you want like if that's the case then yeah great but if it yeah i i, I just really don't know what i from from what i've seen i don't know what i want it's still that don't know what i want it to be i think if if a co-op thing happen, if if like a friend can just jump in like if they had showed that if they'd shown just like a guy like a another spartan like spawn on the map like next to you and you just get to he can piss off and do what he wants and then come <laughs> they, back to you like they could have done the cheesy like, that would be great the cheesy fake actor playing the yeah, game yeah. chat which they always oh, do oh hey, oh, hey, hey bro Paul. do you mind if i jump <laughs> yeah. in oh yeah bro come yeah. in i'm having so much fun have you seen <laughs> how bad the lip sync is i just put the kids to bed now i can <laughs> play halo infinite like yeah no yeah. They, those things were cringy as hell but yeah, I'm, I just have so many questions left. I think the thing is, is that this just isn't looking like the big system selling. Like, nah, it's just, nah. this is awful. This is just not good. And this was, this is the system selling game as it stands. Yeah. Um, so but anyway, there, there's Halo enough Infinite. out there. There's enough out there about how shoddy it looks and all this stuff. So go, go, go out and re- go just log on to Twitter and look at the memes if you need to, if you need a bit more information. Next up, we saw a trailer no gameplay for state of decay 3 uh which i think if you're a big fan of the series this would have been a big surprise for you because state of decay 2 didn't come out that long ago i didn't play any were they any good i've never played them but i know a lot of people like them i know our friend joe hines played it and he didn't like it but it's basically a zombie survival game where you're kind of you build a community and build a little hideout I like the sound of it, so I do want to play it at some point. But anyway, yeah, they they revealed that, which was a bit of a surprise, which probably means it's not coming out for a little while, I mm. wouldn't have thought. I mean, it, w- it would have been a pre-rendered cutscene, but it it looked good, as in visually yeah, it did. looked great. Oh, yeah, yeah, so... it definitely looked really good. Then they before the next game trailer, they said, just so you know, all games shown will be available on Game Pass, which is, you know, that was a, that was a cool thing to say, and that's that. Then yep. we got onto the one that we knew was coming all this time. We knew it was going to be shown. <laughs> yep. It's uh, it's not a numbered entry into the Forza franchise. It's uh, just another Forza motorsport, whatever that means. So it sounds they're probably just making more like a platform, like it's or they're just going to keep adding to that as a thing, I would have thought. So they're oh, not going to yeah, from now on. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. But this is one of the few on here that appear to be next gen. Uh, from what I can tell, this is not going to work on on 
Xbox One by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, but they did make a big thing about the fact that uh, it's got ray tracing and all this sort of thing. So that sounds like it will be the case. I think it visually looks better than the demo we saw from uh, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. S- Gran Turismo 7. Again, not our, not really our games, these. I no. enjoyed playing um, The Last Forza Motorsport. I dipped into it on your Game Pass on PC, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and enjoyed what I played. It's, you know, it's fine. It's a sim. And if that's your thing, it's another one coming out. And it looks visually great. So not a lot to say. Um, no. But it was expected that this would happen. And that's okay. Yeah, I mean, weirdly, after what we've just had, I would have actually liked to have seen some actual single-player gameplay just to be like, oh, so this is what the most powerful console quotes of all time yeah. looks like. Especially uh, since <laughs> this one has definitely got all the ray tracing. Yeah, and it's got all the bells and whistle. Um, but yeah, but so no, we, just we didn't... Trailer. Just trailer, but I'm sure it will be absolutely stunning. Then, next up, one that actually did get me quite excited even though i had a lack of any information as to what the hell it is um is a game called everwild by the people at rare uh it has mm-hmm. these kind of like studio ghibli or ghibli vibes however you want to pronounce it uh and it seems to be sort of the the like the voiceover was talking about connection to nature and how we deal with nature and it had some people looking after animals then this big animal uh, was sick and some orange uh, watsits came out of its mouth it looks really nice but nobody knows what it is and i, I actually yeah. read something afterwards where like rare were saying that they still don't really know what it is so which makes me think how are you making a game where you don't know what it's going to be um but it looks great i really <laughs> like the look of it so that had me sold just the look of it but i'd like to know if it is a an rts or a or a farm simulator tell me yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it, 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 I love the art style. I love Studio Ghibli stuff anyway. Um, it was just very pretty and sort of enchanting to look at. But again, no clue what it is. So hard to get excited. I mean, yeah. we had a few of these in the PS5 event as well. Just stuff that looked nice and interesting. But yeah. we don't know what it is. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Yeah, genuinely looks look, looked good. Yeah. Can't get excited. Yeah. Agree on that. <laughs> yeah. The next the next game was a story based game like Life is Strange by a studio called Don't Nod called tell me why uh, so it's these two siblings they have these visions whenever they <laughs> when this is i think this is actually the words they use when they see or hear something heavily emotional they start having these right. visions it's all a bit moody a bit dodgy i thought this it seemed like an interesting story very very moody it is going to be very much like an interactive uh, narrative as opposed to a gamey video game but if you're a fan of i think don't nod do life is strange in those games if you're a fan of those kind of games i'm sure this will be your cup of tea as well i'll probably give it a go again coming to game pass so why wouldn't i give it a go um so yeah and that is something that i think xbox are doing well at the moment is these sort of like moody teenager narrative games they're doing a lot of them and they see people seem to really like them it's not necessarily my cup of tea but but hey yeah mine um, mine neither but the next piece of info was ori will of the wisps uh, an updated version for uh, next gen that will run at 120 fps at 4k for xbox one of course you can already do that on on pc <laughs> uh, but presumably it's a free update um so it's just a bit of time filler if you want to play that game again yeah and i'm sure it will look absolutely i mean it looked gorgeous on the xbox one already so i'm sure on the mm. series x it will look even more fabulous so yeah they they showed that off but 
again, like you said, didn't necessarily need to. I mean, why wasn't that in the pre the pre show? Like, yeah, that could have been pre show. Ask him the next piece of news, yeah. which is Outer Worlds DLC Peril on Gorgon comes out on September 9th. Like again. Did you finish? Did you finish Outer Worlds? Uh, no, I got really close to the end and then was just like, ah, see ya. But it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I don't know why they're squeezing this into their main showcase when I, I don't, I just don't, it's not news, is it? Really? Well, I mean, it is. And I didn't know there was DLC coming, but it's not exciting news. <laughs> As in, I, I don't, it's not, it's not next gen for Xbox One. No. That's why I, don't, I just don't really No, but again, it. there's this X, it's all about Xbox games as opposed to Xbox Series X. It's just their weird way of doing things. Um, yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed what I played about Worlds, and I'm sure this will be, this will be good. Um, so if yeah, more of the same. It was a good game. So yeah, yeah. If you if you like that, crack into that September 9th. Uh, and then on on the Obsidian train, they also had another couple of announcements. Well, the next one wasn't really an announcement. They just showed more of Grounded, which is coming to uh, Xbox, Game Pass, and PC and Steam as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I, like I said, that is out today on Xbox Games Preview, and that is basically part of their their way of getting some feedback before it will the full game will come out eventually. So I'm going to dip into that with Joe Hines tonight, and I'll let everyone know what I think of it next week. But yeah, that's basically where you're tiny people, like in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and you're running around tall grass, having a whale of a time. So we'll see what that's like. But their next announcement was je- I th- I'm coming away from it. It's probably my favorite announcement of the whole show, potentially. I'm with you. This is massively downplayed and I'll tell you for why. Obsidian, again, we're still on Obsidian. Yeah. Obsidian made, let's not forget, what is touted to be the best Fallout game, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, they also made Outer Worlds. Yeah. This is a company that uh, are sort of in the Bethesda or were in the Bethesda group. Yeah, at now, least. now, uh, well, they're owned by Microsoft now. Um, okay, so, yeah. So th- the thing is, you know, they make a better game that Bethesda owned and then got released from Bethesda. Yeah. So like now they've got free, you know, freedom to do what they want. So this is potentially quite a big thing. Yeah. Uh, with Bethesda just like flapping in the wind with <laughs> um, the failure that is Fallout seventy six. All they've given in terms of Elder Scrolls details is a splash screen of the title screen. This is their chance to basically go toe-to-toe with whatever they've got yeah. and build their own, what essentially looks like a Elder Scrolls title. Yeah. And that's that's huge. This is this is the biggest thing. It was so downplayed, yeah. in my opinion, oh, yeah. that they're going to have, Xbox are going to have their own Elder Scrolls vibe, first-person RPG uh, called Avowed that is going to be next-gen open-world RPG. There was no gameplay. No. But the fact that, you know, it was just kind of announced just amongst everything else. They they really weren't playing up to their strengths in this showcase. Well, I, I, well, I mean, also they didn't they didn't have a whole load to show about it, and as as in like, yeah, I, d- I don't really, I don't know, I don't know what else they could have done. Maybe had someone afterwards being like, wow. <laughs> well, well, they just needed someone from Obsidian to be like, hey guys, we're really excited to tell you that we're building our own. Da 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 da. And show just, some screenshots and some artwork, and be like, it's going to be this. It's going to be open world, and we we can't say anything else right now. But we're really excited to, you know, because then it would have given a little bit more context for what we saw, and it also would have just hyped it up. Because if this really is going to be something that is the thing that battles the Elder Scrolls in terms of yeah. open world first person RPGs, then it's a big thing for Xbox to have on yeah. on, so th- on their side. For me, this is. Just because of how huge 
and how huge it still is, how huge Skyrim was and how everybody is waiting for The Elder Scrolls Six, and how Bethesda are a bit down the toilet at the moment. If this turns out to be a better game than Elder Scrolls Six, this could be a huge thing for Microsoft. So it is a massive yeah. deal, like you said, that, that they've showed this off. Um, it's being built from the ground up for next gen, so this won't be... This this will you know pack all of those kind of punches. Um, something I didn't realize is it's it's set in the Pillars of Eternity world, which is a game by Obsidian Studios, which is like an isometric RPG that we both of us have said isn't really our thing. So it's set in a in a universe that already exists. If any of anyone has played the Pillars of Eternity game, yeah, yeah, they're, they're beautiful games. But um, uh, I have a rocky relationship with isometric uh, RPGs. I just tend to. I don't know what it is. Anyway, but uh, the games looked fantastic and I always wanted to play them and then just never got around to it. Yeah. Uh, so much so that there's now two of them and I haven't played either oh, okay. of them. So yeah, the fact that they're basing it on a pre-existing law and a pre-existing world um, is, is only a strength, really. Yeah, they really downplayed it. They just kind of showed the trailer and then moved on. And I think this is potentially their biggest reveal. I think it's huge. Uh, it's very, very, very exciting. It, I mean, it looked like it looks a lot like Skyrim. You saw someone holding a sword in one hand and casting a spell with their other hand. If it is, if it does what Skyrim did, but in next gen, then it it will be huge. So I think it's it's exciting, and uh, we'll all be keeping a good eye on Avowed. Next up, they showed a game uh, by a new studio called Interior Night, and actually, the head of the studio is a French lady, and she actually used to work for Quantic Dream. So there's a little link to what we were talking about earlier. Mm. Very much another interactive storytelling game called As Dusk Falls. Again, not crazily my cup of tea. It, the art style is a bit odd. It's sort of artistic renders of actors and it looks kind of like a visual comic. That that was a thing that they, they showed. Yeah, I, d- I didn't like the look of this at all. Again, same as you, I think, just the, the way it looks. Not that sort of visual comic. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Watercolour, I guess, or yeah. oil painting look. Um, just, just not my thing. It looks like it's just going to be like weak gameplay vibes, but yeah. with a lot of story. So there's potential for that to really pull it through. But just for looking at it, yeah, uh, no thanks. Not, not, to be not crazy. My, my thing, but. I'm sure there will be people that like it. But the next thing, yeah, the next thing was more our thing. Uh, Ninja Theory are working on Hellblade 2, which we already knew about. Again, no gameplay to show, but uh, beautiful locational shots and inspiring artwork, um, which is just good to see because I, I haven't, it's yeah. still on my list to play and I promise you I will play it. But Hellblade, uh, Senua's Sacrifice, yeah. looks incredible. Um, and you can talk more about the gameplay side of things, but needless to say, I'm excited to play it. Still haven't got around to it. And you loved Absolutely it. Absolutely loved it for the, for the story, for the gameplay, all, all of those reasons. But this just frustrated me a little bit because they had already told, they well, they showed more of it a year ago at E3 when they showed, did, they showed a trailer for it. And a year later, they had less to show, which was just a, just frustrating, which makes you again think it's not going to be out for, for a little while. But this is quite, a, this is one of their big games. It's really their own currently their only answer to the sort of PlayStation 5 third person narrative action game thing that they're so good at over at Sony um so yeah it was a sh- it was a shame they didn't show more about it but I'm sure it's going to be great I just would love to have seen some gameplay I think I think the only thing I would be quote unquote worried about is the fact that when they made the first one, they were a relatively small studio. So they kind of had a lot yep. of creative control and very, very much had a vision. Um, the problem with sequels, obviously sequelitis is a, yep. is a genuine issue um, that some games overcome, Mass Effect 2, for example. 
Uh, but now that they're a bigger studio, I'm just worried that the vision's going to be changed in some way or they're being forced to make another one and therefore don't have a full rounded idea and vision for what it is and should be. Be. because they haven't revealed anything yeah, no. else i can't tell you no. whether that's well, you true can, or not. yeah it's easy to speculate that kind of thing because it's always a worry when big studios get in, get involved but you know on the other side of the coin microsoft could just be chucking a load of money their way to say do what you want so you know you, you, yeah absolutely you, you don't know but yeah we look forward to seeing more from hellblade 2 next up was an i i thoroughly enjoyed this we saw jack jack black yeah. uh singing a song over the tra- a trailer for psychonauts 2 which is very exciting. I thought it looked it looked charming, fun, weird, bizarre, and just very much like the first Psychonauts game. Double Fine, I think, are a great string to Xbox Game Studios bow, just because they're they're some of the best people at making weird ass games. So um, I thought I thought it looked great. I love that Jack Black was singing in the trailer. If you enjoyed the first Psychonauts, I think you're going to enjoy this because it looks like more of more of the same and more of the same weirdness. Yeah, it looks like they've absolutely just continued on down yeah. the same vein and it looks great. And you can always, I feel like Double Fine very much have their sort of maker's mark. They, you, you can yes. tell a Double Fine game. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. They kind of have a vibe about them. And the other thing I'd say is that this is how you do psychedelic and weird. Uh, Balan Wonderworld could learn yeah. a thing or two yeah. from this trailer. This is how you do like weird yeah, odd yeah, world yeah. vibes. You don't just stick playing cards and colours in random places and go. <laughs> I love this playing card reference that Balan Wonderworld has. Well, it's just because yeah, it's, yeah. It just irritated me. Anyway, but it looks good. Um, Psychonauts two there. Uh, next up, not news. Destiny two will be available on Xbox Series X and will include all the current DLC. That's great if you're a new player. Again, I said earlier, if you wanted to try and play Destiny 2, you probably have already and already know whether you're interested or not. They're apparently also going to be releasing an updated version that will run at 4K. Again, if you're playing on PC, which is the most active community, you're already having that. This isn't news. This is filler. It's a pre-show thing, I guess. I mean... Having said, like I, I agree with ev- everything you just said. Uh, I do. I think it will bring new players in. Like uh, my, our friend Joe Hines was like, "Oh, it's coming to Game Pass. I'll definitely give it a go." So as in, like there will be, there will mm. be, a, and it, and it will get me to pick it up again, um, just because it includes all the DLC. Mm-hmm. And that that was actually one of the main reasons why I stopped playing Destiny was because I was like, "Oh, I don't want to pay for the DLC," and everyone else just everyone then plays sure. it and gets more ahead of you and all of this sort of thing. So that's part of the reason why I stopped playing it. So while if I know I'm getting the DLC for free, I'll 100% jump back into Destiny because I flipping loved it. But like you mm. said, we could have quite happily had this as a or just a tweet, you know, just a tweet out there being like, "Yo, by yeah, the way, this is this is happening." Um, but yeah, like, like I said earlier, interesting that it was shown in this showcase because they have had a lot of links to PlayStation in the past. Destiny, in terms of getting exclusives and having things first, the PlayStation side has tend to have that. So it's interesting that they now bring it over to Xbox. Well, I think. That- I think the whole Bungie Microsoft Halo debacle is is water under the bridge. Yeah, now. you get that feeling. I think they started the segment off with like our friends at Bun- our old friends at Bungie or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And also Destiny 2 has always been available on Xbox One anyway. Yeah. Um so I th- so I think this is just a a bit of a Microsoft making amends and kind of like trying to, you know, push it on their platform a bit more, which is yeah. fine, like whatever. Yeah. Next, uh, so I Never played the first game, but I know it has quite an active community. And interestingly, the trailer for this that got showed off in this event has more views 
than any other game showed during this showcase, and uh, more than Halo, more than uh, the one that happens at the end. Um, so this is Stalker 2, um, and it is a, a creepy-looking Ukrainian environment. So I know nothing about the first Stalker. You don't Neither either. Neither do I, um, to be honest with you. Is it? I think it's a first-person weird Ukrainian. Yes. Is it shooter. survival? Survival sort of I thing. I don't. I just don't know. I'm afraid. I haven't done my research on this one. They they kind of brought out this trailer, and it's obviously there for people who know to be like, oh, sick. It's a. It seems to be a very specific audience. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah. It is yeah. a first-person shooter survival horror. Uh, there you go. Game, which is you know. So there you Definitely go. the kind of genre I can get involved in. I flip. I like first-person shooters, and I like survival horror. So, Crikey, it's from two thousand five. Yeah, it's it's an old it's an old one. Um, so I think this is well, obviously because of the views that the trailer's getting. This was probably quite a huge announcement for a lot of people. So yeah, I guess I mean it's yeah. I'm, I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely give that a crack. A new audience for the Stalker series, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So that one, this one, that one was, I guess, a little bit out of left field. Yeah. Stalker 2. Warhammer 40k Dark Tide coming out in 2021. There's no gameplay so far, but from what I can tell, it is a four-player co-op Vermintide style game, but based in the 40k universe. Um, I played Vermintide. It's a very well-made game. Uh, it's very well polished. It's a bit thin on the ground in terms of actual gameplay loop because you just end up replaying the same levels over and over again. They didn't seem to think about the longevity of that game. But if you can get a four-player squad together, there's fun to be had. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who actually works uh, for Warhammer and um, uh, Workshop Games who, who literally went, when this trailer came out, at the end of it just went... Oh, I've been holding in information about that game for so long. Oh, wow. He just couldn't say anything about it. Yeah. So I asked him a couple of questions. He was just like, I don't think I can talk about it. Uh, don't ask me questions. So I I have no affinity or any kind of point of reference for anything to do with Warhammer. Um, but this trailer mm. actually got me intrigued. And if it is a four-player kind of left for dead style thing then i would definitely be involved i think be up i think it. that's exactly i think that's exactly what it is so yeah it could be a lot of fun if it's an improvement on vermitide and is that style game i'll you know be interested in it and there'll be a lot of people excited for this okay cool i mean yeah i, th- I think it was um it's definitely a, a surprise to see a Warhammer game in a in a you know in a very much a mainstream game showcase. But maybe that's just me being slightly naive. But I, I've I, I'm well up for it. So kudos to them. They're definitely going to find themselves a new audience. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we saw a look at Tetris Effect Connected. So a, a Tetris Effect was a game that came out for PSVR and on the PlayStation a few a couple of years ago, I believe, and was hugely well received. Just a, a, a really interesting and new way of doing um, Tetris, uh, of, which, <laughs> of, which, of which there are a lot of ways of doing Tetris. Um, this trailer consisted of lots of people smiling and you know just looking generally quite chuffed uh while playing tetris um so that's 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 nice it's another new tetris game mark yeah 
massively bothered. Not that interested in Tetris. Apparently, um, I, again, a couple of friends of mine were like, oh, it's so good. Tetris Effect was genuinely great. Yeah. So cool. If you liked Tetris Effect and you like Tetris, there's more of that. And if you if you can be as happy and annoying looking as the people in the trailer, <laughs> you, you're going you're gonna to enjoy yourself. It's just, there's That's just for sure. something, I think it's being British, just seeing loads of people smiling at the camera just makes me angry. Is that a British yeah. trait? And maybe that's what it is because like that kind of marketing that kind of overly happy like <laughs> fake fun aren't we all enjoying yeah, ourselves yeah. just pisses us off yeah, to yeah. no end um it's just not reality in the slightest we're just too cynical for that it's just like i just want to see someone miserable that's all i want um, <laughs> as a separate thing yeah uh, dark tide is already on steam for, is it that you can add to yeah so Again, not seemingly not a full exclusive. Um, so yep. whether that, I, I don't think it'll be PS5, but it looks like it's definitely Xbox. Yeah, and, I, th- I think uh, a lot, a, a lot of the stuff is coming both to PC and Xbox. But I, yeah, the creators of the Steam World Games is a game where you are on alien planets sucking up stuff. It's called the Gunk, and I actually quite like the look of this. I don't, really? Yeah, I do. I think it looks like a cross between. <laughs> uh, Luigi's Mansion and World of Goo and I like it I just thought it looked fun and nice yeah I I mean yeah graphically sort of visually rather looked all right and I also on a side note I really like the SteamWorld dig games they are very fun games yeah I tried them they weren't they weren't for me okay um i I don't really fully understand what this game is but that you've got like a mechanical arm again actually visually it looks very much like psychonauts so if that conjures up the right sort of image sort of darker both colorful and dark at the same time yeah and you've got a sort of uh power fist on your right arm with a vacuum in it and you're sucking up black goop don't know what that means if you're reading the world of a virus or who knows the story elements could go anywhere from here but it looked weird i can't say I'm super interested. If I had Game Pass and it was just there to play, I'd probably give it a shot. Yeah, that's. Uh, um, but I think that's that's kind of the moral of the Xbox yeah, story. I think, is yeah. We're putting on everything on Game Pass to keep you interested. That's it, and it, it like it does make you in a way like it makes you more inquisitive and more open to trying stuff. But at the same time, it also makes you a little bit more forgiving because you aren't spending forty quid on a game. It's like, well, I'll just give it yeah. a go, and if I don't like it, then I'll get rid of it. So it's yeah, it's 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 a weird one because you ex- you. Ex- <laughs> expect less and you are disappointed less yeah but the next one the next game actually we both quote liked the look of a lot yes from bloober team bloober bloober who have done some horror games such as layers of fear um amongst others this game when it first started i was like oh is this the rumored silent hill reboot that is coming to PlayStation. Mm. So it would have been mad if it was here. But no, it looked it just looked like Silent Hill. Very spooky, weird stuff. And the main takeaway from this is that they are there are two two worlds, parallel worlds that are being rendered simultaneously. And you are a girl, uh, a, a woman who is walking around and can switch between these two worlds. So it is similar to Silent Hill. And there's one world which looks normal and okay and nice and then there's another word just moody and hellish and scary and i assume that mechanic will be used to solve puzzles kill certain types of enemy that kind of thing uh but yeah i i just love the way this looks i think we we both love a good horror game don't we yeah no we both enjoy a spooky game love the spooksters um it's it, <laughs> it's quite a classic sort of dark shadowy uh graphical style to it um and yeah, hopefully the sort of world switching um, 
dual reality thing isn't an annoying mechanic. Um, sometimes things like that can just be very attacked on superficial things. So yeah. hopefully it's it's like something that really in, actually enriches it and doesn't just turn it into an annoying, puzzly thing. Yeah, hopefully it's not over overused or, mm. or they're not constantly prompting to be like, hey, listen. Keep switching. Go switch again. Switch, switch to the other world. I'm in the other world. <laughs> but it does look good. I'm a demon. Yeah, it does. It looks it looks awesome. I'm I'm well up for that vibe. The medium there. Next up, Sega. Um Sega continually putting out trash and continuing on with the Xbox We Need Filler segment by putting out New Genesis Fantasy Star Online 2 expansion, generic anime looking ass MMO ass ass. Uh there was just some <laughs> Just some gameplay of Fancy Star Online. Does anybody here want to play a really anime style MMO? No, not me. <laughs> well, actually, I, actually, I like anime. But I do um, like anime. Yeah, but like it's just. But this looks poop. It does look poop. Text over gameplay in impact font, as if they knew it was a meme. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, just because they generally all the text over it was in impact font, which is the font that they they use for memes. Um, I see. And it's and it's just a joke. Uh, what's this next one, uh, brother? Crossfire X. Crossfire X is a is, is currently out there somewhere as a multiplayer game. Um, I don't really know a lot about it, but they they showed a trailer for the single player campaign that is coming to Crossfire X, which I thought looked pretty good actually. It looked like a sort of Call of Duty style vibe single player, but actually. I've subsequently found out after the showcase that the single player is being made and written by Remedy Studios, who have made quite a few good games. They obviously made the original Max Payne games. Mm. They've made Quantum Break. They've made uh, recently Control, which went down very well. Uh, So, yeah, it looked like a cool single player um, story campaign game. But I have no idea what what Crossfire X is. I don't know if you know a little bit more. It's where uh, you use two AMD graphics cards in the same system and they work in tandem for Crossfire. No, the actual game, I've no idea. <laughs> uh, to, I'm okay. Same as you. Uh, yeah. It looks fine. There's loads of FPS games out there, so like it's really got to be something interesting to compete. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if it's a really intense um, single-player vibe, um, there's just a lot of multiplayer shooters out there. So if they're really focusing on single-player, yeah. could be a good thing. Um, if that's what you're after. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, graphically looks fine. Can't really comment. Can't say I'm excited. Can't say I hated it. No, well, well, all Remedy are really saying is featuring state-of-the-art character technology, we aim to take storytelling in the first-person military shooter genre to the next level. So I assume by that they're basically saying the COD genre, we're trying to do a bit better than them, is basically what they're saying. But yeah. We'll see. I mean, it, it was quite a cool-looking trailer, but... And it also looks like one of the few things that. that will be next-gen. And potentially this new one, which uh, was a... It wasn't leaked, but it was certainly guessed. There were a few things in this showcase that didn't make it that we thought might, and other people on the internet thought might. So there was no uh, Splinter Cell. There was no uh, Perfect Dark. Um, there were a couple of other things that people thought might come back. But the the, the one more thing was yes. Fable. Ladies and gentlemen, Woo-hoo! Fable. Uh, yeah! With no sign of Peter Molyneux, thank God. Um, it's the studio uh, 
actually that are behind the Forza Horizon series, uh, Playground Games, um, which I believe Playground Games actually are the sort of dissolved uh, people from Lionhead plus some other people sprinkled in, as as far as I'm aware. Um, Could be wrong. Well, I know that, so obviously they are behind the Horizon aspects of Forza, so that you have Forza Motorsport, Forza Horizon, and I know that within playground games they have have sort of a they have two teams one one team is working on Forza horizon mm-hmm. the other team is being dedicated to purely fable and loads of people have known for a long time that they've been making this new fantasy rpg and everyone's been saying come on it's fable just tell us it's fable and now <laughs> we know on, it's give fable it, give it up so um there was no gameplay it was a short teaser trailer and I've got to say, it, the, just from the trailer, it looked great. It's exactly what I was saying last week. It's exactly what I wanted. I wanted that humorous tone. I wanted it yeah. to look colourful and just really magical. That's that's just what Fable 1 was to me, was this like really like beautiful sort of, you know, you can sort of sense the magic in the air kind of vibe. It sounds really cheesy, yeah. but that's what it was about. Um, yeah, and they've achieved that with the trailer. It's very, it's very colourful, fairy tale, very pretty, and the humour's still there. Uh, go, uh, go watch the trailer, and you'll see what we mean. Yeah, um, in the best possible way, it reminds me of Shrek One. Yeah, like when you saw, yeah, for, when you yeah. saw Shrek One for the first time, it was like, oh, they're taking all of these like cliche fairy tale uh, tropes and taking the piss out of them, and that is exactly what you see in this trailer and you know yeah go watch it it's it's funny um but just really glad that they've confirmed that because Mm. i think like we have always said um xbox need as well as gears of war halo and forza they need another big franchise to add to that that trio because at the moment everyone's sick of it and they haven't been that great of late um, so to, to 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 have Fable up there as another kind of prong on that fork of games, I think is is hugely vital, and I just really really hope that when they reveal it, it, it it's what people want. Um, and I, from from just that small trailer, we we've got a great setting, we've got the sense of humour, so now we just need great gameplay to go with that. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, again, there's not a lot to go on, but uh, it's just it no. sort of hit the nail on the head for me in terms of the tone. Would you would you like similar gameplay to the first uh, Fable game, uh, or how would you like it to go in terms of gameplay? Um, th- well, I mean, obviously, it needs innovating up, up, upon. I sort of didn't go back and play Fable one because I think it just will have aged very poorly. Yeah, I, I started it the other day after the showcase and I was like, oh yeah, this this hasn't aged well, sadly. <laughs> and also um, th- th- those sort of decisions, it was very much, um, if you pick this way, you'll get devil horns because you're a bad person. And if you go this way, yeah. you'll get a halo because you're a good person. So it's all a bit antiquated. So really... Not very subtle. Not subtle at all. So so yeah, it, it, it needs a big update. I, I don't want to see guns in the game. I want to see crossbows and um, bows. I want to see... Uh, more emphasis on magic uh, and just some sort of, some sort of powers i guess i want to see swords long swords two-handing shields gauntlets i, I just want to see a little bit more ex- expansive battle system it used to, i think it was pretty hack and slashy from what i remember and there wasn't a lot of magic yeah um, yeah you, you well it was just like press b to shoot lightning it was yeah. that kind of vibe so again it all just needs updating and bringing into the 21st century um and into the next gen, indeed. Uh, but yeah, just great to see Fable back. They didn't. They did the right thing here finally by not downplaying it and putting it as the one more thing. This is yeah the one time where we really felt that we were getting a little bit of a slam dunk. Um, 
again, we expected Fable, but to have a, a little teaser trailer and them actually hype it up in the correct way is a good thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's a really good way of, uh, of closing it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we've said, would have been nice to have a few more of these big kind of you know, open jaw, like, wow, I'm so glad they're doing this moments, but nonetheless, a, a good way to end the showcase uh, in which we we had 10 world premieres, uh, 22 launch console exclusives or console launch exclusives, five of which are made for next gen series X. And yeah, the other thing to take away from that is that every single game that you saw there uh, will be available day one. Uh, when the game is out on Xbox Games Pass. So, you know, the fact that I have Game Pass and I know that I'm getting 22 games, pretty great. Yeah. But I'm not, I mean, I'm yeah, not convinced said, by well, this launch console exclusives, considering a lot of them are on Steam. Um, <laughs> but, but, yes. Yeah. I don't know how much of that is like it's a console launch versus PS5 exclusive. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't, I don't really know. Maybe they mean that. I don't know. Not um, sure. As as a thing to watch, uh, it was well put together. No issues with that, really. It's a, they didn't um, talk down to everyone and piss everyone off like the PC gaming one, which was awful and far too long. <laughs> uh, so, in a similar vibe to the PS5 event, they just did a good job of of editing and putting it together. So, no issues there. Um, yeah. Again, I don't Do I-, I don't think they they necessarily bigged up in the right places i think that you know psychonauts was just chucked in there um hellblade 2 they didn't have enough to show to sort of move the production along of where we are with that um there's a lot of filler for games that already existed which i think is a problem a lot of the games are cross-gen which is a problem there aren't enough games that are really saying we've got the most powerful console here's what it's going to look like boom so there wasn't that and then again uh going back to the obsidian uh big first person rpg um yeah they uh, avowed. avowed yeah they didn't they didn't give that enough space to really show how potentially big and important that game could be so th- there there are a lot of issues here um it hasn't convinced me that i want or, or or need a series x but but what about you where how are you feeling where are you at you, yes you've, you <sighs> yeah, said yeah. in the past it's on a knife edge you yeah you, there's lots of ps5 and ps4 games that you want to play are you just hooked into the ecosystem with your I'm game definitely pass? hooked I'm definitely hooked into the ecosystem that is just a fact because I absolutely love game pass what it what it hasn't done is it hasn't said to me I'm definitely getting a PlayStation but it definitely hasn't said I'm going to get an Xbox Series X what it has said to me is I want to stay with Xbox um mm. for the future because of game pass and um, and whether that means me just keeping my Xbox One and somewhere down the line I get a PS5 as well, mm-hmm. that's definitely an option. Um, but what it hasn't done to me is said, Joe, you need to get an Xbox Series X because the games that are coming to that console are worth buying it. Um, but that, like I said, they they are making it clear that that's just not their strategy, which which for some people is great and for some people it isn't. And mm. But in terms of selling hardware, I don't think it is a good strategy. So, and I think that is just fact. Um, so, I, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what if they feel like they need to remedy that in any way. Or, I, I was going to say to you, do you think they need, if we're looking at three four three industries and Halo, do you think they need to come out with some clarifications about um, 
one graphically what it will be like or what they were trying to do or do you think they should stay quiet and hold off and not try and like make excuses for why the game looked like that uh be quiet hold off develop the game make the game as as good as it can be and and knuckle down and you know we don't know what goes on behind the scenes we know that the the head i think it was the lead story uh, writer was dropped like a year ago which is never just, a good thing which is just the worst timing don't know i genuinely don't know why the game looks the way it does it just looks appalling but we can't we d- we don't want to hear excuses i don't think i think they need to just come out they just need to if if that's the way it looks that's the way it looks they need to just yeah. focus on whatever it is they're doing in there and make the game and then hopefully it can stand up on its on its gameplay and the merits other merits that it may have that we haven't seen yet yeah yeah, well, I know they're showing they're going to be showing off multiplayer, whether I think potentially within the next couple of months. Yeah. So I mean, the th- the thing that Halo multiplayer has done, the ha- Halo multiplayer hasn't really suffered hugely over the last few you know few titles. People have still really enjoyed playing the multiplayer. It's been the solo, the single player that has been the the the, the main issue, and sadly, they haven't done a, a, a they have in terms of gameplay i do th- i do think that people look at that and think this looks like more a lot more like the halo i know and love but obviously there's a lot of worries about the open world's point of view and whether or not that is just going to ruin it i i, I just I, the issue for me is i've left with more questions than answers and yeah. like we were saying this halo game needed to come out being they need to come out with this halo game being like bam we're laying down the gauntlet this is the game that is next generation that is the halo game you've all been asking for and so far hair doesn't look like that not at all so and it's not next no. gen that's what gets me i just don't yeah. i don't understand that at all no um i think in terms of people's different stances i think if you're a ps4 owner right now there is there is more chance of hell freezing over than you buying one of these i think you're probably happy with the games you're getting and you're probably gonna get a ps5 yeah. whether that's straight away or not you know is up to them for me as a pc gamer and a switch owner uh i i they haven't given me a a draw or a reason to get one. There is more reason for me to buy a PS4 than there is to buy a Series X. Um, so again, for me, it's like, how much do I want to play those PS5 exclusive titles, those PS4 exclusive titles? The answer is, yes, I do. I'm not rushing to get a PS5. So so yeah. that that's the situation there. And I, I, I probably represent... I'm guessing that's what represents a lot of PC gamers' um, attitude. Yeah, and if and if you're an Xbox uh, One owner, you you either I guess you either own an Xbox One out of the fact that you just like Xbox and therefore just really entrenched at this point, or you're more uh, maybe towards what you were saying in terms of you're just really enjoying the benefits of the Games Pass. And at the moment, they haven't given you a reason to buy one, but they also haven't given you a reason to leave. Yes. Like, would you agree with that? I Where definitely. Are you at? I definitely agree with that. I think. If if I'm at the moment, if I'm buying an X-Gen console because of the games, then I would say that the PS5 is the more attractive console to buy. However, yeah. I have no reason to leave the Xbox ecosystem and, and the Game Pass. I do think the Game Pass model is the best deal in gaming at the moment. And so I, it's a very tricky situation that I'm kind of found myself in. The thing I mean, that I'm... You, you literally have no reason to leave your Xbox One, yes, because a lot of these games are cross-gen. So actually, if you if you do want to play these games, which are on Game Pass anyway, 
you, you you literally have no reason to leave. Exactly. Um, in terms of selling your Xbox One anyway, yes. or trading it in or yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, so I wouldn't do that. I've no need, unless the only reason I do that is if I got an Xbox Series X, which at the, as it stands right now, I'm in no rush to do. But we'll, yeah. we'll uh, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen over the next few months. I know that in August, PlayStation have got, which is in a few days time, August is soon, um there's some calendar facts for you um i know that in a at some point in august playstation are going to do another showcase um and there's there's lots of rumors going around about what they're going to show in that so there's even more reason to be excited so we'll see what happens over the next couple of months things might change but all in all just an okay showcase from xbox not bad not great just all right there were some great games shown for me would have liked to have seen a lot more and halo disappointed me that's where i'm at i think we're on we're on a similar page i would say in, yeah. in general yeah i i reckon so i we would love to hear whatever all of you guys listening thought of the xbox showcase if you didn't watch it live it is still available on youtube on the xbox channel uh go give it a watch see if you agree with our various uh, salty opinions and if you think the praise we gave was deserved or terribly incorrect just let us know yeah please do that email is pushingbuttonspod at gmail.com we just want to hear what you thought of the <clears throat> xbox games showcase yes we do let us know and if if you don't want to hop on an email just let us know on our social media that is at pushing button sorry at pb podcast uk and <laughs> on instagram it is at pushing buttons pod please do get in touch with us give all of our pages a like a share them follow us all over the place that would be nice and of course you can find the podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, and youtube at pushing buttons next week what are we doing Bellum? we're going to talk next week about the nintendo switch mark a lovely console hey. uh it's been it's been out for over three years now and we're going to talk about what it's like to have been a Nintendo Switch owner for these three years. That's what we're going to talk about. And what they're playing at, which actually we spoke about quite a lot last week. We deviated yeah. into we Nintendo did, we, we because did. we're annoyed. Yes, I think there's a lot to be said about Nintendo silence this year and what they're... I mean, we say what you want about Xbox's showcase. <laughs> Nintendo are they mi- even had one. miles off the ball. Um, so we're going to be talking about <laughs> Nintendo... We would love it if you guys uh, would get in touch with your thoughts about what Nintendo are up to or what it's like being a Nintendo owner, and we can have a look at some of that chat in that episode. Please do go and recommend this podcast to a mate. Let people know what we're all about. If you know someone that likes gaming, tell them, listen to Pushing Buttons podcast, would you, you fools? Well, that's all we... I mean, this has been a long pod, so enjoy, edit- has been a long enjoy pod. editing this one together, Mark. that's what the sound that mark's gonna make while he's editing just just that held for like two hours that and I, I, I don't want to be in that room while all that's happening. It sounds disgusting and abhorrent to Ugh. my ears. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you all. This has been Pushing Buttons Pod, Episode 7. Peace out. Peace. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.